Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Eating Podcast. My name is Lauren Boleen, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach here to teach you all about intuitive eating and healing your relationship with food and body. This week, I'm here with Carly and Jessica, and we're doing a Q&A. I've chosen some of the top questions that I get when I talk with you all, and I'm excited to share the answers and discuss them a little bit with these ladies. Before we get started, I wanted to take a quick second to mention my free private Facebook group for women who are interested in learning more about intuitive eating in a community with other people who are giving up diets for good. Sometimes it might feel like you're the only one who wants to never diet again, and it can be difficult to feel alone in this process, especially when you're surrounded by diet culture everywhere. This is why I created the group so that we can all say goodbye to diets forever together. In the group, you have the opportunity to ask questions, share wins and goals, ask the group for help or advice, and I even share some exclusive content and lessons. If you're interested in joining, you can either find me on Instagram at dietitianlauren and send me a message to let me know, or email me at bolinenutrition at gmail.com. I'd love to get you added into our community. So I think it's time for some questions. Yay. I love questions. I love questions and I I love to stalk you online. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and thank you for being here with me in Mm -hmm. sort of in person tonight on the Zoom call. Yes. Thanks for having us on here again. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Question. You want to go? Mm -hmm. Number one. Number one. Mm -hmm. And this is a good one because this one still boggles my mind a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> How is it possible to not follow any rules or restrictions on any foods and still be healthy? Yes, this question I think is a big one for everyone when they start learning about intuitive eating. Yeah. Because we spend so much time with this culture telling us, hey, if you are following rules, if you are keeping yourself from eating certain foods, you're a good person <laughs> and you're yeah. doing right and you're being healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I like to say on this question is, first of all, I would actually argue that giving up the rules and restrictions is healthier because when you're able to do that, it creates such a healthier relationship with food. So for me, being able to say, you know, I'm not going to demonize carbs anymore. I actually really like them. And so I'm just going to allow myself to eat them has created this relationship with carbs where I don't feel terrible every time I eat it because I'm being so, you know, mean to myself. Right. You know what I mean? Oh man, carbs are so good. (laughs) (laughs) Also a fan. Yeah. (laughs) Just a big fan of carbs right here. (laughs) We need to say that on every podcast. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I actually would say that giving up those rules and restrictions that diet culture tells us to have can actually create a healthier relationship with food, first of all. Then how is it possible? Um, Because once you start intuitively eating, one of the big things that you learn how to do is trust your body to make those decisions for you. And our bodies are really, really smart. And so intuitive eating is kind of this mental, it's almost more mental than necessarily, you know, because we're not following a diet, we're not following food rules and things like that. Um, So once you can kind of lean into that side of things and trust your body, 
your cravings will naturally start to change and it will lead you to eating more of the nutritious foods that maybe before while you were dieting, you couldn't hardly bring yourself to eat because it felt like a chore. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? Yeah. I don't like it when people tell me I have to eat vegetables, <laughs> yeah. but I like to have them when I want to. Right. I like it when my body tells me to though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that, that your cravings will naturally change as you trust your body. Plus the process of intuitive eating teaches you how to actually tune in while you're eating. This is something that dieting does to us. It really disconnects us from our food because we're following those external rules. We're, we're letting someone else tell us when we're hungry, what we're allowed to eat and all those things. So it kind of disconnects us from what our body is telling us. And naturally, when you start to listen to your body more, like I said, you'll crave more nutritious foods and you'll just notice how things actually make you feel. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, when you eat a good hearty salad, that's enough, you know, asterisk enough food, not just like some lettuce and oil. Yeah. Um, it feels sometimes when you're craving it, like gives you some energy. It feels really nutritious. You feel really satisfied. And your body likes that. And so once you can kind of remove that, you know, mentality, the restriction mentality from it, you'll naturally start craving more things like that, that just make you feel good. Yeah. I love a big ass salad. Yes. I do <laughs> Like too. with lots of different vegetables and stuff. I do too. But you know what <laughs> I've discovered about myself, especially during quarantine where everything is not, everything is horrible. Yes. Continue. Uh, I like, I, I like going somewhere and having delicious salads, but I am so lazy and I don't want to do anything. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I will buy all the stuff for a big giant delicious salad and then let it sit there yeah. and rot and then throw it away. And it's so silly because it's so but enjoyable why? to me. I know. I mm -hmm. don't like, I don't know how to get, I like what is wrong and part with of me, like, like part of me. I, I mean, I think my go-to is to blame diet culture on everything. Well, yeah. well that's, that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> like, like stubbed my toe diet yeah. made me do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, sometimes I feel like I had to, I didn't have to, but I did because my brain was telling me to do it, to keep track of every calorie I was eating and every, and like I had, I can only have so much of this and I can only have so much of this that now, like, I don't want to do any of that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, it's like, I, yeah. I'm, so it's, I, I'm, I'm, I've got to get through that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, that's a really good point. And I just want to say it does, that it takes time to heal from that restriction and like to heal from being able to see those foods as not in your diet culture mindset, you know, or yeah. not in that restrictive dieting mindset. I mean, um, because when you've spent so long, like these foods were kind of a chore to eat, or it was something that you were having to eat instead of what you really wanted. If you start intuitively eating, you might find yourself for a while, not craving those foods. So right. while I say, yeah, your body, your cravings will start changing and, and things will start changing. Keep in mind that it does, it definitely does take a while. And so that's yeah. normal. Um, and to be expected that you're maybe not craving some of those foods, especially things that were heavy in your dieting days. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what I'll also say, I'm just going to throw this out there because 
you mentioned especially during like COVID, but I hear this from people a lot that they're just like dread cooking these days. Oh, and it's I all, know like I'm the worst. I feel that way too, though. Like I really do. It's it's after this year of cons, especially when we were having to stay at home all the time, you know, things are kind of starting to open back up a little bit now that we're getting vaccinated and everything like that. But, you know, I totally feel that. So if you're out there, we're with you. Yeah. It's, well, it's tiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Home. yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially because like, if you were stuck working from home with like, your little gremlin children with you and it's like well i want lunch and it's like i have to make a thousand meals a day and i'm just like i'd rather jump off my roof yeah but seriously anymore that way that's not surprising like that's 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 not i mean right it's been a year you guys so it has been a year yes yeah we yeah um, so actually that was kind of a good transition into our second question. I think. Yeah. I have question number two. <laughs> it is how long does it take to become an intuitive eater? This is such a good question, Carly. <laughs> I know. I thought of it all by I myself be right now. <laughs> yeah. I want to be completely con- <laughs> like, I want my brain and everything to just like fall right into line. Like a right. good little soldier. You just want to flip on the switch and be yeah. an intuitive eater. Yes. Oh, yes. That would be great. Yes. That's how it works, right? It would be. So here's the question <laughs> I always love to ask people when they ask this question. How long did you diet for? My whole long- life. Yes. Right. <laughs> and how long have you been in this dieting mindset where you had these fear foods, where you had the rules that you had to follow? And if you didn't follow them, you were guilty about it you know, for most of the people that I talk to, it's been their entire lives. I think on one of the episodes of this we've done together before we talked about, you know, think about when your first memory of dieting or your body not being good enough was. And for a lot of us, I know for me, I think of a time in like third grade. What about you guys? I think. Yeah. Uh, Like I feel like also, like I remember third, third grade food wise, fourth grade body. Yeah, yeah I but remember. I remember like comments from when I was really small, but just like not towards me, but you know, adult women. Yeah, being like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess I'll have this piece of birthday cake. It's a treat, you know. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. shouldn't have this piece of birthday cake at this kid's birthday party. Like, I remember that kind of thing at birthday parties, but. I don't remember what it, I was really small. Right. So you don't necessarily, and that's, that's true though. And those things do influence us when we hear them literally over and over for our entire Mm -hmm. lives is, uh, you know, even if it's not necessarily you who's thinking the thing that I, you know, you think about hearing a family member or just someone in your life talking about their body and talking about how they need to lose weight and diet. And that, that turns into our own internalized beliefs about ourselves and about mm-hmm. like the diets are the only way to be healthy. Right. And it's like, I can also remember just like being a little kid and being like, well, my body doesn't look like this grown ass woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe because you're a small child, but it's like, is that like, I look like a little, uh, I look like a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare you? How dare? And then what's funny is that we grow up and then we're like, why don't I still look like when I was a child? Why don't I look 
like when I was 16, like, uh, because you were a child, stupid. Yeah. You, turns out you weren't fully developed. Turns (laughs) out you shouldn't try to look like your 16 year old self. Yes. Yes. Throwing it out there. Yeah. So as, as far as how long does it take? That's definitely something if you're out there listening to sit with is how long have you believed in dieting and believed that that was the only way to be healthy, you know, keep in mind, like I said, so much of this is mental. And so you have to really unlearn a lot of deeply internalized beliefs and rules. And that just takes time. The other thing I would say is, um, it's, it's just going to be very different for everyone. It depends on what point of done with diets you are. You know, I have worked with people who are like, I'm fucking done. Like I am ready to go. I already hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, then I work with people who are like, I still can't imagine giving up my rules right now, but I know that there's gotta be something different. So depending on, you know, where you're at there, it's going to depend on how long it takes. Um, it's going to depend on so many things, but a few important ones are, you know, the level of restriction, how strict the diets you followed were, um, depends on your relationship with food, you know, maybe you had disordered eating, maybe you had a full eating disorder, that's going to take different amounts of time to heal, different levels of care to heal. Um, so, you know, your relationship with food really makes a difference. And then of course, what resources and support you have available to actually learn how to unlearn what you have internalized already. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But it is, <laughs> but it is possible and that's important <laughs> to remember. Right. Yeah. It just, we just have time. to like unwire everything and then rewire it the right way. Right. Yeah. Just so simple. <laughs> it's just easy peasy. I'm going to yeah. just do it real quick. I do. I feel like I'm an in-between of what those people you just des- described. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I am fucking done. Like I haven't dieted in a few years. I have, I haven't like kept track of anything. I don't weigh my, like I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like my brain still, like I know that I pick things to eat based on those rules. And I don't even, it's like, I'll go to do it. And I'm like, no, that's not what you want. And I like, mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm, I'm at least having those like conversations in my head. That's right. But exactly. it's like, it's still like my, though it's just been my go-to for so long that it's really hard to imagine not having that. Yeah. But I know it's possible. Right. Yes. And I just want to, no, Carly, you go. No, I was just going to oh. say it like, I still find myself, well, not going out to restaurants because, duh, but... We'll get there one day. (laughs) (laughs) Going into restaurants. Right. But, like, ordering the side, like, I really would want to eat a a french fry right now, but I'm going to get the vegetables because that's what diets say. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck that, too. Yes. That's a really good point. I've done that multiple, like... Even telling yes. myself, I'm like, no, and I'll like when I'm looking at stuff, I'll be like, oh, I should 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 get the vegetable, and and then I do, I have that same thing where I'm like, but, but sometimes but I a, really just fries, want a vegetable, yeah, not those a fried onion one rings. Either. Look, 
that sounds really good to you right now. Like right. you'd mm -hmm. much rather that than the seasonal vegetables. But then other times the seasonal vegetables sound good and then I get that. Correct. But I really have to have, it's like I have to It's really like check a, you have to have that. a debate inside your own <laughs> yeah. brain about what food you're going to eat and then you kind of look like a crazy person standing there. I was about there, to say, like, and, yeah, and try not to look like a crazy person <laughs> with this guys, internal monologue. <laughs> see how much I'm smiling right now though? Because yeah. I just have to say, this is a problem that some of my clients run into where they're like, I'm not making any progress. Like, it just feels like I'm still stuck here. But let's think about where you were at in those conversations in your head when you went out to eat, when you were dieting, like, oh, yeah. how, like the fact that you're even stopping and saying, no, I, I do want the fries and that's what I'm going to get. The fact that you're doing that at all shows huge progress. And it shows that you're really like, becoming aware of the habits that you even had before and being yeah. able to say, is this really what I want to do? And that's a huge, that's huge progress in intuitive eating. Cause there's not really rules or guidelines to follow. There's not like set measurements to meet, to, to gauge your progress. So sometimes it can feel like you're not making any, but I always tell people to kind of like, okay, but let's think about where you started before yeah. you were intuitive eating. How, mm -hmm. how much progress have you made since then? Yeah. Yeah. And like also the like, I should get this, be like, yeah, I hate mm -hmm. that. that seems like diet words or something. Yes. I don't know. It's very shamey. And that's, I, I yeah. do think that's something that's good too, though, is like, I feel like when you're talking about my thinking before, I, it, there, I mean, it was so horribly mean to myself and like, would, oh, yeah. I was looking at things like, well, you, I, I felt like I didn't deserve to have, mm -hmm. like, cause I really, I, it, there was moral value on f food in mm -hmm. myself. Like I, you know, it was like, I just didn't think I deserved something. And now I'm like, fuck that man. I, right. cause even if I still, I still like my brain still tries to shame me, but I fight that. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't, I do deserve to have what I want. Yes. <laughs> like this right. sounds good. And it's okay. And I just think that's, and that's also, the healthier like, side that I'm. Yes. The, the tying it to working out as well. Like, well, I didn't. Oh, God, oh yeah, well, I can't have French fries because I didn't work out at all mm -hmm. in the last two years. So, oops. <laughs> yeah. But seriously. Like, yeah, you having to earn your th food through exercise yes. or having mm -hmm. to be like, you know, like you said, I don't deserve it. Another place where I see that with people is like, well, I don't deserve to have clothes that I feel cute in until I get to X weight. And, you know, even being able to say, no, I do deserve it. Like that's, that's the progress we're looking for, you know, yeah. and being kinder and gentler with yourself. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really important. And it's literally important to your health to do that for yourself. Too, right. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's like what you said in a couple episodes ago, though, like it, it's good. It's, I mean, it's good for your health, but it's also like when you can stop those like horribly negative, guilty messages to yourself, like you become more successful in this as well. Like it's, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like you, you had talked yeah. about that. That's sometimes just like, it can be a deterrent and it's, yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah. LOL. Shame. It's the shame train. Shame yeah. train. <laughs> I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. And once you can stop that, or, you know, not stop because, man, that's slow it down maybe a little. Away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slow right. that train down. Yes. Yeah.
at least make it manageable. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of the goal with intuitive eating, especially with like body image stuff. It's, it's just more about making it manageable because we do not live in a vacuum outside of the culture that we live in. That's still very much diet and weight focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just say, I, I mean, I really like that though. I think that's one of my favorite things about all this is that it's you're, you're, learning this stuff with the, but also knowing that it's not about perfection. It's not about Mm -hmm. saying I'm going to beat this 100% and I'm always going to feel good about myself when I'm all, which I mean, that would be great. Yeah. Right. I mean, (laughs) they're just, there's going to be times where you don't feel good and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But it's about like, like, also at the same time, knowing that you deserve to feel better. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes it that. does. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Cool. So next question is, can I lose weight with an intuitive eating? And then I want to add tack on something. Okay. Like, because I know intuitive eating isn't really like supposed to be about losing weight, but how do how do you get from constantly wanting to lose weight to just like that not being a goal? Does that make sense? That's a good question. Yeah, all of it, <laughs> the whole thing. I'm just typing it so I don't forget it. To be honest with you, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. How do you go from constantly wanting to lose weight to not yeah to yeah, just like really that that not being the end goal because that's been mm-hmm. my end goal my whole adult life so correct absolutely <laughs> to get back to your 16 year old size your yeah, whole adult like, life yeah but the problem right. is is that it was never enough so clearly right, right, so right, it's right like right. How, how do you flip it i guess so yeah yes and so. go <laughs> <laughs> okay so starting with the first one can i lose weight with intuitive eating I get this question so often because like you said, when it's been your goal, your whole life, literally, how do you stop that from being the goal? Um, so what I would say is it can happen, but it is one, not the goal. And two, it is going to depend on the person and where they're at in their relationship with food. Um, and basically what your entire history has been with dieting. Like there's many, many factors that, um, kind of will factor into what happens to your body. But like I said, we have to step away from weight being the goal. Um, and what, what you can kind of start aiming for once you, um, step away from weight is the goal is you can aim for, oh, I want to feel good in my body. I want to allow my body to decide a weight that it's comfortable and healthy at for me in my individual body, because BMI can't tell me where that is, especially when you consider all of the different, you know, experiences and factors in what actually, you know, determines your weight <laughs> throughout your right. life. Right. Um, So what I would say is more realistic to expect when you go into intuitive eating is you can't know if you're going to lose weight. You can't know if you're going to stay the same and you can't really know if you're going to gain weight. 
that's up to your body. And that's part of this process of um, learning to trust your body and really lean in even when it feels really hard. I think partly to answer your question along with that is, um, you know, you have to, the more you kind of learn about diet culture, about how it influences you, how it affects other people around you. Like, you know, I think all of us on here kind of care about other people a lot. And when you learn like how much um, weight focused healthcare and weight stigma affects the people around you and how even having those own beliefs about yourself affects the culture as a whole, that helps with the motivation to change those goals. Um, but you do have to kind of start telling yourself things and start, um, you know, the thing is with body image is that we talked about intuitive eating being a long journey. Body image is probably going to be even longer because it's yeah. kind of, it's, it's easier to get to the point of saying like, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to eat whatever I want and I'm going to listen to my body and we can do that part. But yeah, weight and eating are so tied together and body image is going to keep being a process throughout your entire life. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like we said, it's about making it manageable, right? Um, yeah. Um, I remember another, a different doctor than the one we talked about before that oh, yeah. said that I was so fat. I got my headaches from it or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but, um, a different doctor. And I was talking to her how it was really hard to lose weight. And she was like, well, you're just old. So that's just what happens. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. This is great. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And like how helpful. It's just like, feel? it was yeah. super helpful. It yeah. didn't make me feel bad or anything. She's right. just like, bitch, you're old. Bye. But also, like, it's really frustrating cool. when doctors play into those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that, and, and I'm not saying that there's lots of things can that, like, when our bodies go through I mean, so many changes. Right. And also, it probably is true that, I mean, when you get older and your metabolism changes, so that's, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, yes, we should expect to gain weight throughout our lives. And something yes. that I want everyone to keep in mind is that what we actually see in the research is that, um, especially in the older population, if they're in an overweight plus category, especially in older age, they tend to have better health outcomes. So it's actually a good thing. It's all about how you're being presented with that information. And she was obviously mm -hmm. not saying it kindly or no, she was, helpful. she was like the worst. Well, yeah. yeah and how do I get all these horrible doctors? <laughs> that's because, oh, that's because all of them. medicine is fat phobic as a yep. whole. And that's yeah. a whole process. I mean, I'm, I'm so encouraged seeing like this movement with dietitians and a lot of therapists are behind intuitive eating. And I know we're getting there with with definitely, you know, eating disorder treatment. Um, there's still a long ways to go, but yeah, um, I, I know we'll get there with medical care just because of where, what the research is showing. Once we completely remove weight as like a given for being healthier, like that's been an issue with medical care for a long time is that even the research being done is saying, well, we know weight is makes you healthier. So let's like research on into that more instead of asking, is it actually the weight that's making the difference, you know? And so, yeah, <laughs> when you're on top of the culture and everything, going to the doctor and being told, yeah, you should lose weight. It's 
makes it even more difficult to be able to give up that goal because then you think, yeah. but my doctor says this is, unhealthy, yeah. you know, but my, and they went to medical school. Right. Right. But that doesn't at some necessarily, point. <laughs> yeah, at some point, that's a at really some point, point. <laughs> in the like eighties, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Turns out things um, change. What? Yeah. yeah. No. So let's see. So I kind of answered the, can I lose weight with intuitive eating question? I think. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was saying kind of, you know, you do have to start telling yourself things that you don't necessarily believe yet. And really just the more you can say those things in your head, it's kind of like you're counteracting those other thoughts that you've had before and the beliefs you've had before. Um, one other really good way, I think, to help move out of weight loss as a goal is to start um, not jump straight into like, I want to be body positive and totally accept my body and be fine with what I look like and what I weigh instead going to a place of more neutrality. And I keep hearing that. Yeah. Me too. Yes. Yeah. So do you guys kind of understand what it means? Or yes. should I explain? Okay. No, well, let's explain, explain it, it explain to it. the people. Yeah. Sure. To so, the audience. Right. <laughs> right. There's a, there's a whole audience, right? As I move my arms for yeah. the audience. Hello. Where are the dogs? <laughs> no, I don't even think they're listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can listen bitch. later. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, you know, there's this body positivity movement, which is really awesome. The idea behind it is great, but what has happened is it's turned into this um, kind of attitude where it's like, oh, I love my body no matter what, and I'm good and it's fine and everything's fine. And I love myself, but then, <laughs> you know, that's how it actually feels is right in the back of your head. You're like, but I don't love myself. Now I feel guilty for that. Yeah. So it's another form of us like feeling guilty about it. So it's like almost forcing ourselves to do it. Like, and pretending that like you and don't have toxic the toxic positivity. Yeah. 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 Yes. Toxic. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. If we can try to focus more on being neutral with ourselves, you can say, I don't like this about myself. I, I'm not happy with my weight right now. Um, but then you can say, but I know that that's not something that I truly believe. I know that's something I'm being influenced to believe and I'm working on that. So for now, I'm just going to aim for trying to be kinder to myself trying to say that I deserve care, that I deserve yeah. respect, starting with me, and that I can just say, you know, I don't like this right now, but this is my body. So what yeah. can I do to treat myself the way I deserve? You yeah. know, instead I of I do deserve like, to love myself. No matter how I no look, matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter what I weigh. Yeah. Yeah. I do deserve that. And so it's it's kind of changing that mindset from thinking that you have to be you have to give up a weight loss goal and then be in love with yourself. That's overwhelming. And that's, yes. that's not part, like that. Like I say, um, you know, your body image work is going to be lifelong. And so that's why it's okay to set a lot smaller goal, which is just, let's move a little bit kinder from where I'm at now. Let's see if I can just say, this is the body I live in. And there's really not much I can do about that. So yeah. How can I treat myself? How can I start with me and be kinder and try to take care of myself, you know? Yeah, because I think truly, like going from where so many of us start to just like pure body positivity is truly unimaginable. Mm -hmm. Unimaginable. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, it, for, it, 
it, it like genuinely impo- like it's impo- it it just feels impossible but the idea of like saying you know what I, like i don't like whatever but i deserve to still love myself I deserve those goddamn fries. I'm going to eat them. <laughs> yeah. Cellulite you know, like, or not, I'm eating yes, those bastard like the, French fries. Like, yeah. I just think I, that to me is more manageable. And that, and then I feel like if you can get there, well, hell, like you can get even better. Like then I feel right. like if you can get to that where it's that neutrality, then you can possibly get to a more body positive because at the same time you're practicing unlearning those beliefs yes yes certain body type is better than my body and then you can start looking at a wider variety of bodies and seeing beauty in everyone you know but that takes practice because I always tell people what are you consuming on social media because if you are only consuming like bodies that look nothing like yours and are not ever going to look like yours, or you would have to really restrict and effectively hurt yourself to get there. You're training your brain to think that that's what the world looks like. And that's what you should look like. And so once you also are exposing yourself to what the world actually looks like, which is a wide and diverse variety of bodies, um, at the same time as trying to be more neutral, you can see how those two kind of would, Mm -hmm help move you down the road. But, um, you know, another thing to clarify is even with body positivity, even with body love, if that's a goal for you, because let's also say it doesn't ever have to be the goal because there's a lot of people who live in this world and it's a world that doesn't create space for them. Right. And does not even, you know, like we have our struggles, um, you know, people in smaller bodies have struggles, but they can still live in this world and not be Mm -hmm. constantly shamed and not be, um, you know, not have certain places be completely inaccessible. You know, like sometimes I'll, I'll go into like a public bathroom stall and like some of them are, are absolutely not accessible if you're in any larger of a body, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, and that's just one place that's inaccessible. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to make the goal be, I love myself, especially when you live in a world that's always reinforcing that you shouldn't and doesn't make space for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have so you ever yeah. been into an elementary school bathroom? That's the plat place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, As an I adult. Have, and I just, I, I just want to say it's because I have a little sister who's like 15 years younger than me. I wasn't just like walking around in elementary school. <laughs> 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 I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's okay. So I just wanted to say, you know, it doesn't have to be the goal, but even if body love or body positivity is your goal, keep in mind, that's more about, that's not just about loving your physical appearance. That's about truly loving and respecting yourself as a person and as a whole mm-hmm. person. So that's yeah. an important little note there too, I think. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Yeah. All right. You ready for question number four? I think so. All right. <laughs> question four. I've been trying to eat intuitively, but all I'm craving are unhealthy foods and I don't really feel that great. What am I missing? 
Yes, this is a great question. Um, and my first thing that I got to say here is this is kind of the problem with the misconception about what intuitive eating is, because we, again, we're like intuitive eating. So it's about food. So all I have to do is start eating whatever I want. Um, but after years and years of dieting and restriction, it's normal to expect that all you want is more what we like to call fun foods instead of, you know, unhealthy, unhealthy implies kind of that good and bad of what's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. or healthy. So, um, so I like to say fun foods, but, um, yeah, so we, you jump in and you're like, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever I want without understanding that rebound effect that happens with restriction. And so if you've been restricting and dieting for a long time, if, if you've had all these foods off limits, you're only going to crave those off limits foods. And you're probably going to go pretty crazy on them, which is normal. Again, normal, normal, normal to be expected. Um, <laughs> the problem is when you are not also doing that with the mindset work at the same time and really <laughs> not like have, you have to not have to, but you really have to work on giving up the guilt that comes along with allowing yourself to eat those foods, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, but that's the hard part. Yeah, yes, that is the hard part. And so that's why, and again, there's kind of this misconception that it's just about the food, but I can tell you the first seven weeks of my program are almost solely focused on mindset and unlearning your rules. And again, learning why you deserve care, learning why you deserve to respect yourself, even, you know, the different parts of our lives that affect our health. Like what are your self-care practices? Are you able to set boundaries with work or with, you know, certain friends who are not, you know, helping you get out of this mindset? Um, it's not just diet and exercise that affect our health. And so like understanding that feeds into it. Um, yeah. So there's like a lot that goes into the mindset that has to also be going on at the same time that you start allowing yourself to eat whatever you want. I would also say the other problem that I see with people a lot is they don't, one of the biggest things that I see with people is that they're not eating enough food at all. And so that also is one going to make you not feel that great in general, because your body wants probably more food. But also if you're skipping meals or not eating very much throughout the whole day, and then you're saying, okay, well, I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat whatever I want tonight. And then you eat whatever you want. And it's a lot of fun food that maybe doesn't make you feel that great. And you haven't eaten all day. So you eat a lot of it and right. you haven't unworked your guilt. So you're feeling guilty about it. That's going to leave you feeling pretty bad. So yeah. Yeah. Next tip. If you're feeling this way, like you're trying to eat intuitively and just not feeling great is, um, start paying attention to how much you're actually eating, like not necessarily track foods. Cause I don't want you to think that you need to track calories or macros or anything like that. Intuitive eating is not about tracking, but it's about, you know, kind of building awareness around your current eating habits and figuring out, am I eating consistently? And am, am I eating enough food throughout the day every day? Or am I restricting, even if it's not necessarily intentional, you know, like 
especially working from home, a lot of people get caught in this cycle where they start work in the morning and then don't, you know, you get caught up in work or when you have a break, you have to help your kids or take care of something else. And you don't end up eating till like 3 PM and you're probably starving, you know? So you can see how that, like, if you change that, what I see with people is if we start eating breakfast and a mid-morning snack and lunch and another snack, your body's like, Whoa, here's all the energy I've been waiting forever for, you know? Yeah. And that really influences your energy levels. And that really influences how good you feel because you actually have the energy to get through your day and you don't have to wait until the evening to make up for all of the meals that you skipped, you know? I think that's something that, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds hard. The idea, well, because like for me, because I have tortured myself for so long and that's what I feel like I was doing was torturing myself. Yes. Um, you know, because there's so many mixed messages throughout my entire life Mm -hmm. of, you know, you got to restrict yourself, but then, you know, there was always, well, eat six meals a day. Well, you have to, you're, you're probably just not eating enough and this, and that. Mm-hmm. there was that back and forth all the time outside of my brain, but inside of my brain as well. So like, I think that's something that, and I mean, I would eat breakfast, snacks, all that stuff, but it's still, there's that thing in the back of my head. Am I eating too much? Am I not eating enough? Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> I swear mm-hmm. there's, there's, my bre- my poor little brain is traumatized by all no it's hard because it when is. you talk about that stuff it it's like i get this like anxiety reaction almost like mm-hmm. does that make sense because it's yeah, just like absolutely oh god and like yeah i've noticed that like on the weekends i'll eat something for breakfast and then like i'll get so busy like cleaning or mowing or gardening or whatever. And then I just won't eat anything until dinner time. Yeah. And then I don't know. Do you ever feel like you eat so much that you're like uncomfortable? And then does that sometimes, sometimes, but the last time I didn't, and I was just like, Oh, I'm full, but I don't know if I just ignore my like lunchtime hunger alert or what? This is a good um, point here because when you have dieted for so long and when you have purposefully tried to restrict yourself, you can lose your ability to sense your hunger signals. And especially like, um, you know, if at certain times of the day you typically don't eat, you'll lose your hunger signals to where your body just doesn't say I'm hungry because it's, it's protecting you basically. Yeah. Cause what's the point of saying I'm hungry if you're not going to feed me. Right. But it just won't. And so that's part of this whole process too, at the beginning too, is learning to even recognize hunger signals again. I feel like I get a whole whole bunch of hunger signals when I'm at work and I don't want to be there. Be like, well, time to get up and go eat again. But like, is it, is it really, or am I just bored? It's, it's a confusing process for sure. Um, what I tell people to do if they are wanting to work on this is, you know, what if you set some alarms throughout the day to just say, Hey, every few hours, I'm just going to check with myself and see if I might be hungry. And if you're, you know, keep in mind that hunger isn't always ravenous, like 
growling yeah. stomach. It's different things. It's, am I feeling drowsy? Am I, you know, am I low energy? Can I not focus? Um, uh, am, I, am, I even, am I even thinking about food? Like, am I just thinking about food a little bit yeah. or thinking like, do I see an advertisement and think, oh my God, that's the most delicious looking thing. And it's like, <laughs> you know, just like, some burger from Burger King. Yeah. Right? It was like head, little like, Caesars and you're right. just like, Ew. I've never seen a pizza that looks so good. It's like that. You might but, be hungry, babe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that the other day, doesn't like actually look that great. Right. You're just real, real hungry. Well, right. and when you call, <laughs> let's call back to your last time you ate Burger King or your last time you ate little Caesars, like. Ugh. How did it taste? How did you feel? I'm going to go with things as, no. Yeah. Kind of look at these things as a learning experience that you can use to make your decisions moving forward. So yeah, yeah if you, if you do struggle with feeling your hunger signals, again, this is a normal result of years of dieting and restriction. And so it's important to, you know, like we talked about, build awareness of your eating patterns. Um, maybe, even if you're not feeling hungry, those every few hours, if you do set some alarms, maybe still go to the kitchen and, and take a bite of something. Because what I hear from people is that they'll also go do that. And then, then the hunger signals will all come rushing in. Yeah. yeah. Like the other day I did real bad. Like I, I had breakfast and then a few hours later, my stomach was literally growling and it sounded like it was eating itself. Mm -hmm. And I ignored it anyway and like went and did other stuff. And mm -hmm. then I was real, 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 real hungry. Right. right. <laughs> I, was, I so, wonder why. Because because we've been trained to celebrate yeah. that really, yeah, really ravenous Like, hunger. oh, and yeah. Think, do you hear that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, this so must hungry. mean I'm like losing weight or this must be a good Right. Thing. That, hung that growling that noise is weight loss. Right. You know what else? <laughs> like, Seriously, it's like so laughable, but that is absolutely what we all believed you know uh, yeah well and even like i have found myself <laughs> why do i admit this stuff i have found myself because it's important so we can all learn thank we you. have to we, learn from no, us no seriously thank you guys for being on here and being open about your experiences because i do think that it helps it helps people yeah. to hear it <laughs> i hope no but i have found myself like since trying to you know work on some of this i have found myself can you hear that? What was that? That's Maybe. Jasper, and he brought his food bowl down here. Oh, I was like, <laughs> is somebody doing like Morse code? So he does no. want to listen to the podcast. Oh, he yes, does. he does. He's intuitively eating. He's, he yes. would like to eat his bowl, I think. Hello, I am hungry. <laughs> he already ate. <laughs> no, I have found, since I've been trying to do some of this stuff, is like when I get full and I feel like I haven't ate that much, Mm-hmm my brain's it's like a victory in my brain i have to like because it's like oh yeah. i didn't my, be like, my stomach a tiny portion shrinking Ooh. which is what like mm -hmm. you know like my whole life growing up it was like well if it, you know dieting gets eater easier because yeah. your stomach shrinks yep which mm -hmm. like all these weird thoughts oh yeah like, just just shrinks on down I know, just like like parts of it like and then we're, yeah, plop off I, or what until <laughs> i never have to eat again like right. really that's effectively what we're all like yeah that hoping for like yeah and it's like so i really i really again i've like tried to challenge that like mm -hmm. or you're just listening 
to your signals. Yeah. Like you might, you like tomorrow's dinner, you might want to eat more. Yeah. And that's okay also. Like I've, right. so yeah, it's good. Those well, little that's, things that's a good are point. weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. And it's just, yeah. again, that practice of saying it, like stopping yourself and saying, but what about this is what I actually believe. And so yeah. remember this, even though I had the thought, that's okay. Yeah. But this is what I really believe, you know? And I think that's a good point to bring up too, is that you shouldn't expect to eat the same amount of food every day. And that's another reason why diets are unrealistic. Well, that's <laughs> weird. Because, oh, God. I know, yes. right? Because you, you do, you don't do the same activity every day. You don't have the same energy levels. If you're sick, if you're, you know, feeling extra hungry just because you're hungry or because maybe you're going through something emotional and food can be a good, a good and safe coping mechanism, you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a stress eater and I don't know if that's good or bad to say. So what I'll tell you is there's no good or bad in this Carly. Exactly, stress Carly. is bad. <laughs> stress but is let bad. Me, let me tell you this. This is a, one. This is why we have to talk about self-care practices and boundaries and all and sleep and all of the other things Ooh, that sleep lead to health. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, <laughs> food can be a, like I said, a safe coping mechanism for stress. I'm also a stress eater. If I'm, if I'm feeling stressed, sometimes it's really just comforting for me to go get I don't know, whatever food it is, but ice cream. Yes. Ice cream is a great example, but I want to have it all the time with stress eating or emotional eating. What I see with people so many times is it comes back down to you're not eating enough consistently enough throughout the day. Cause once your body, bitch, you're right. it's, it's this fun little <laughs> trick that your body does where it's like, uh, okay, so we're not eating enough and we're also feeling really stressed. Hmm, she's weak. This is a great opportunity. Gonna get her. <laughs> she's get her. weak. Gonna get her. We're gonna finally get her to eat some damn food, you know? And so yeah. once you eat consistently, once your body is like, I'm nourished, like I'm stressed, but I'm nourished, food does not have the same power. You that's, know? See, that's the kind of stuff that I think that's the kind of shit that got me on this stuff because yeah. mm -hmm. it's like it genuinely makes so much sense, even though it's so different to every because to every diet, all the other shit I've done my had. whole life doesn't <laughs> actually make sense. It doesn't make right. sense. It's right. not it is not logical the way that I have thought all these years, but mm -hmm. intuitive eating is just so logical when you really get down to it. Mm -hmm. Even things like, cause I've never really, like when you talk about those hunger cues, like I don't, I guess I've, how does a 40 year old not like think about this stuff, but I just have never really thought of the like constantly thinking about food, but not feeling hungry, but, just thinking about it mm -hmm. because that's my life. Right. Right. But also even just like those moments of feeling very tired and all that stuff. I mean, I, and I, I guess logically I know it can be that, but I feel like I've denied that for so long. Exactly. It just, man, I'm it's, like, it's exhausted it's like every day, yeah, every I, single day. Yeah. 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 Like so, to the point where I feel like if I don't go to sleep right now, yeah, I will face plant and then sleep anyway. Well, and I know like I've, you know, I've, during dieting when I've tried different things, like where I've eaten more like less processed foods and all that shit. <laughs> um, I know I have more energy, 
But then the opposite of that, it just had made me feel, well, you're just not eating good enough. And then I would guilt myself and shame myself and all right. that stuff. Well, so it was and like, most likely, even if you were feeling that the initial energy when you first started it, because you weren't eating enough, that was going to catch up with you. I know you it. Know? And, <laughs> I, and I know it. the thing is, is that you can feel that way that you felt when you were dieting, but even better because you're actually allowing yourself to eat truly whatever you want um while listening to your body while eating enough food while eating consistently enough not having to constantly obsess about food like all of those things can change it does not have to be that way forever but you know like we've discussed before we've been taught to celebrate those certain things and we've yes. been taught that that's good so that's why it's difficult and that's why you're like why have i not thought about this before because there's a whole whole industry and culture dedicated right. to our thoughts obsessed about food and obsessed God, it makes me bodies. angry because what else <laughs> could we be thinking about if we weren't having to obsess you know women are powerful imagine oh, if man. we weren't if, imagine if we weren't stuck in this constant cycle of having to be like our sole goal in life is weight loss yeah being smaller you know yeah I just yep. want to be a child again. <laughs> right. Like, uh, I love that I'm at the point where I'm like, no, I'm good not looking like high school Lauren anymore. I'm like pretty happy with that, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's important to be able to accept that your body will change throughout your life and like learn how to not only, you know, respect yourself, but also prepare for those changes and know that they're going to happen. And that makes, I, I think that makes it a little bit easier too. Yeah. 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 I think like for me, like my, I, I just know, cause even when I've been at my skinniest, I was still miserable. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, when I look back to high school, Jessica, I just think, fuck, no, I don't want to be that lady. Cause right. I was miserable. I was mm -hmm. miserable with myself. Well, like, I, even ugh. like, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, eight years ago when I was the skinniest ever, that I've been as an adult, like I weighed less than I did in high school and it still wasn't enough, you yeah. know, like right. not, not good enough, still guilty, still blah, you know, like everything you did was still crap. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, then what's the point? Right. This is such a good question to have kind of in your pocket for those moments when you're feeling vulnerable to diets and, and the thoughts of weight loss is, mm -hmm remind yourself, like, how did it actually feel? Yes, initially, maybe there were some okay things. But how did it really feel? You know, let's get into how that actually felt. And it was hungry. I was never, it felt hungry. I was hungry. <laughs> and I was yeah, irritable, was, probably. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, not hungry, hangry. I was hangry. Yeah. Constantly and I was hangry. Still body checking constantly. I was still comparing my plate to other people's. I was still yep. taking before and after photos all the time or trying on the pair of jeans from five years ago that I still want to try and fit into. You know, Oof. it's never, never good enough. And yeah. that's why we know it's not about the weight. It's about, yeah. you know, learning mental. Actually, like yeah. It's so mental, so yeah. mental forward. I mean, I think I told you ladies, like it really, it took my husband, like when I was like, why, why, why can I not get back to that? Why was I so, what you know, miserable still? And he's like, or I, I think it really was like, what, God, why can't I do this anymore? Mm -hmm. And it took him just saying, was it enough then? 
Yeah. And like, I mean, I get chills every time I think about it because it really was that moment in my life where I was just like, fuck, no, no, it's never been. You are correct, no sir. What. Yeah. And that's what it, I mean, I think like, that's really what did it for me was like, nope, I have, like, I have to change the mental side of this, which I've always known. But I thought, I always thought that the losing weight would help my mental Mm-hmm. That's I never, the trick, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. They're like, oh, well, Wrong. It, well. So I think of like Noom and stuff because it's like work with your psychology to feel better yeah. about yourself by losing weight because that's what Noom is about. It's a diet, right? Right. It's, right. it's a it's diet, not a, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that, not feel good industry, about yourself right now. It's, that industry knows exactly what to do to keep us coming back because if they ever sold a product that actually worked, they couldn't keep making money off of us. And that's their, that's an issue for them, you know? Correct. God, that just makes me, when I think about that, it makes me really angry. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you don't want to have like a protein shake or something? Just gag you, that mean, thing down. A, a cleanse. Uh, let's detox even though you literally have organs in your body that do that (laughs) can you imagine constantly right constantly what would like can you imagine if there was actually a way i mean there's no way but if there was actually a way to get some kind of statistic that showed the true effect of these asshole diet culture companies that like the effect Mm -hmm. that they've had on people like on the culture. how many deaths how many like right. mental health issues how many eating disorders how many like all these things like if they could if there was a way to like make right. that statistic like, I, it i'm be... sure they've been covering that shit up oh for god well, you years know, but there's exactly. no true way i mean there's no true years. way to right. gauge that right but i just i mean it would be insane i just oof yeah mm-hmm. and it makes yeah. me angry when i think about it yeah me too it does. It does. And we all sit through this in silence alone because we think we're the only one who's failing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're actually all not failing. It's the diets, you know, but, and, and that's, what's so great about being able, you know, for you guys to share what you've been through. And I know I've talked about my story before, like, it's just good for us all to know that there are other people out there who've had these experiences because yeah. we are, we're so isolated in this because it's this whole idea that it's your fault that you're not doing it right. And that's why you have yep. to keep buying the diet. And it's like, yeah, no, it's the diets. It's fully. Yeah. It's really hard to talk about diet. things that you're just truly ashamed of. So right. because this stuff is so shameful to us, it's really, it, we do like, On we purpose. do live in that. Yeah. yeah right. We do live in that thing where it's like, I don't want to talk like yeah but like why is it shameful it's shameful because the diet told Correct. you so. oh absolutely mm-hmm. like, i'm just saying ugh. like that's why we live in it alone mm-hmm. you most of the time because even if we can talk to people about it we still like there's still so many things that you keep inside that you don't because you're mm-hmm. like oh i shouldn't say that that's well no i can tell you all of my clients are like yeah i'm telling you things i'm telling you thoughts i've had about myself or things that i've believed that i've never said out loud to anyone else and that's uh, that gave me chills too yeah it's got to make you feel good that you're like you do you you high five after that or (laughs) just through the computer yeah Um, no that's it's normally in pretty put your hand on the camera (laughs) no yeah but didn't that make you like it's got to feel so good to just be that person for them, but also like help them truly move on from that. I feel really lucky and yeah, honored that that's... people feel that they can share those types of things with me because 
you know, it's, I've just, I've been through a lot of it myself and I know that sometimes you just need to say it out loud before you can realize how harmful it is to you and how, Mm -hmm. you know, how you would never say that about someone else. And like, you would never even say it out loud to one of your friends, uh, the things that you think about yourself. And so, you know, that's kind of why we do it is, the, my first appointment with people, typically we really just sit there and go through, let's talk about every diet you've ever been on. Let's talk about all of the things, like what was significant in your history? What did you believe about yourself at these different times? And, um, this is another good tool for anyone who's listening, just sit down and write it all out. You you don't even have to share it with anyone else, but write it all out and look at how, how deeply all of this has influenced you, you know? because it helps you set realistic expectations for how long it's going to take to unlearn it. Yeah. That God, sounds never scary. That. I know. I'm over here like almost <laughs> in tears just like, thinking about not, that. Let's yeah. not, let's not. I'm real old. It'll be long, <laughs> yeah. a long oh. list. Which, you know, I mean, so obviously that's the benefit of having someone help you through it. But also, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, I want to say if you are listening and you do decide to do something like that, please do not do it if it's going to be too much because you need to be able to sit with that safely, yeah. you know, yes. or maybe do or it at least... steps or something, right. you know, exactly. like where you're, where you're not just like completely overwhelmed. Right. Cause you don't want it to like, I mean, I'm not the expert here, but I would think we wouldn't want it, want them. I to don't ju- want it anyone to pile feel... on that shame. Right. And exactly. pile, like... I don't want anyone to do that. And then just be yeah. like, Oh my God, I'm awful. Cause that's I'm not such my a loser. Like, yeah. so oh, great. Please, that's Look not... how horrible Please only do that if you're feeling comfortable to do that. But yeah. if you are there and if that's something that you want to do to help you build the awareness of where you're at and what has influenced you, that's a really good tool. If it's, if it's safe for you to do. Yeah. Um, and another thing about that and kind of building the awareness around how you eat and um, what your beliefs are around food is that you can't really move forward with intuitive eating until you know where you're starting. Right. So that's an important reason to kind of build the awareness around what you believe about food and your body. And, um, you know, even what health actually means to you without weight loss or dieting. Yeah. I bet that's so, I bet that's interesting to, you know, cause even someone like me that feels like I'm like fairly self-aware, I guarantee you there would be things that like we would talk about that it would mm-hmm. just like, I wouldn't even realize your the way that my mind had been, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I bet that's oh, yeah. really interesting to. It's, it's definitely interesting. Well, it's interesting to me to help other people see it and like right. put, connect the dots because mm-hmm. to me, you know, I had to do that process by myself. I didn't have to do it by myself, but right. I did. <laughs> and right. Um, you know, as a, I have like the experience as a dietitian, so I already understood kind of how to read research and how my body works and all that kind of, um, stuff. So that helped me, but it's cool to use my experiences and be able to say, oh yeah, I used to think that too, but here's why you don't have to, you know, or, um, have you ever thought, you know, if we're looking at someone's eating pattern, like, oh, well, yeah, you're right. You did eat a lot on this day, but did you even notice that you barely ate anything two days ago? Like, you know, it's, right. it's hard to pick up on those things without, uh, the guidance sometimes. So I yeah. feel, I do feel really lucky when people choose to have me help them. And it's really definitely very rewarding to see people yeah. really give it up and be, be fucking done, man. Yes. <laughs> done with it. Yeah. yeah. 
<sighs> I well, love talking with you. I know. I love talking with you guys. Thanks so much <laughs> for being on here. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be really helpful just to, you know, I, I just love that people can hear. And I know people have reached out before and, and talked about our episodes that we've done together before where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not the only one who's ever thought that. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, Yay. thanks for well, all the questions. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us back on. I know. Yeah. We're not, it's we're not kicked off. We're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We'll have to have uh, another shit talking session soon. I'm sure. Oh, yay. I'm, yes. sure, I'm sure there will be some new diet that we can. Oh, yeah, oh, there God. will be. Tuning in today. You can find me on Instagram at dietitian Lauren or at my website, www.nutritionwithlauren.com. If you have any questions about anything I discussed today or topics you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to either the social pages I already mentioned or you can find our podcast Instagram at Empowered Eating Podcast or email us at empoweredeatingpod at gmail.com. Can't wait to chat more next time.